0: You know, it's not about um, a Rolex or a Benz. It's about being able to take um, somebody who has a dream and being able to facilitate and enable and encourage and assist and support them in their, in their vision. And uh, I've definitely had a significant amount of success, of which I am enormously proud of, you know, um, in being able to do that. My name is Devon Carty, and I'm a businessman slash entrepreneur.
1: Devon Cardi is the founder of the band British Dependency, a businessman, entrepreneur, and facilitator. He works closely with the local government, ensuring opportunities for sustaining the creative industries are made available in Anguilla. Hi, I'm your host, Coretta Ryan, and this is New York to Paradise Creating Your Own Success. Anguilla is a British overseas territory located east of Puerto Rico and north of St. Martin. This 35-square-mile island is one of the Caribbean islands located in the Lesser Antilles. For 2017, Anguilla was named number one island by Travel and Leisure for their World's Best Awards. What also makes Anguilla attractive is it does not impose income taxes, estate taxes, or capital gains taxes on individuals or corporations. Earlier this year, the island was severely impacted after the passing of Hurricane Irma. The island is currently working quickly to restore normalcy for its residents and business properties, which greatly impact tourism. Devon Cardi talks about what makes Angola unique, using resources to help aid him in his work of creating spaces and opportunities that boost the creative sectors. As someone who is from Anguilla, who is born there, who lives there currently, who does business in Anguilla, describe the atmosphere as vividly as you can around Anguilla, about Anguilla.
0: Anguilla, a, it's, a, it's a pretty special place. Um, it is the most nautily of the islands in the Caribbean, and it's pretty unique in terms of um, topography. Um, there are very few islands like it in the Eastern Caribbean. It's it's the closest relatives actually are um, would be the Turks and Caicos, um, Cayman Island style island, which are largely um, non-volcanic and um, limestone. So it is flat, it is arid, um, soil is poor, not a lot of rainfall. And as I always say, there are no fruits on the trees and no water on the ground. So it takes a special kind of people to find success. With the extremely limited resources that we have, not only um, resources in terms of um, building a financial economy or any kind of economy, but also just simply being able to survive. But Anguillians have been able to, um, as old people would say, get blood out of a stone. So when you get to Anguilla, you meet a strong, resilient, caring, uh, generous people the cycle is pretty clear. Our main business is tourism. And one of the biggest drawbacks we have in terms of how we keep doing business and moving that business forward is actually um, getting word out to the world that Anguilla exists. Anguilla is 35 square miles. The population is only about um, 13,000 people. And um, it's a popular destination, but... As time moves, we see the aging of the traditional um, client. And Anguilla has a problem in terms of how do we get the word out to a younger client base that we do exist. And I set about to come up with um, a tool that we can use. And that tool, um, I figured, would be... um, Practically the only other resource that we have, which is our people, which led me into um, arts and entertainment and culture. At that point in time when I got involved, um, we had no global presence in terms of music. Most of our gainfully employed persons are waiters, waitresses, bartenders, are government-employed um, people. But we have so much talent, and I said about to give that talent the opportunity and organize it and expose it.
1: He decided to pursue his efforts in the cultural industries, looking at how larger islands have used music and marketing to increase their profiles. He took a look back at his experience and the early days on the road with Jane Rogers. Having to learn about the music business and creating the reggae band British Dependency as a way to fuel and motivate artists in Anguilla.
0: I became very interested in how I personally could affect the economy of Angola. And I became aware of how the economy of Angola worked because of my dad's role in um drafting legislature and and working to establish the tourism industry in Angola. And and quite a few of his peers uh, were very, very close to me, you know, people like Marcel Foy and David Carty, who also worked on that legislature. So um, as I studied it, I became more aware of what the faults were. In the Anguillian economy, and and I realized that even though we had a brilliant product, we'd never really come up with a brilliant way of marketing it. And that led me into the cultural industries, because looking at Jamaica, I understood that Bob Marley was Jamaica's biggest asset, not only in terms of music, but also in terms of marketing. You know, when you're going to see Jamaica and all you're going to hear is one love, I, I made a connection, so I, I really started to encourage the creation of a creative sector, sector, not a copying sector, in Angola. And you know, we had our own superstars like Banky, who, uh, during the 1980s, you know, was really a huge thing for Angola and for for us as a people. But no real significant follow-up after that, and there was a huge gap between Banky. And an entity like British Dependency. The Prince of Darkness walks behind me. me. I really threw myself into that. You know, I had, at that point in time, I had developed my own little distribution business. You know, I was doing extremely well, but I was bored making money. And I decided that I would um, go and mess around in. Um, arts and entertainment you know so i handed over my distribution business to my brother and went into that like crazy you know every single thing i had um i I was buying like a bunch of drum sets and sticks and you know important guitars and and, um, keyboards and basses and bass amps and you know all sorts of things and you know these were things that were being given away you know that Led us into, into the rise of um, Jane Rogers, you know, which was, you know, so exciting for me. You know, I got the whole island behind her and went out and did her album. And then we, we did Radio City Music Hall, which was huge, you know, with the Ross and, and um, Patty LaBelle and um, Gladys Knight and Bernie Bernie Williams, which for a kid out of Angola was a huge, huge thing. And then we had a contract from Universal Music for Distribution. And then we had an agreement our proposal from Blue Note Global to to tour, Jane Rogers. And I was so excited. I think they were offering something like $6,000 per show, which to me was like, wow, you know, um, we did it. You know, only to realize that uh, it was $6,000 per show at the venue. You know, it had nothing to do with paying musicians or buying tickets or hotel rooms, you know. And really and truly, it was um, to produce each event was probably close to maybe... um, $18,000. $18,000. You know, if you're going to fly a band of seven people up to Japan to do a show, it's going to be $18,000 and you're, you're just being paid six. So that definitely wasn't going to work out. I came back home and and, and started to piece together a group that I thought would be a great backing entity for Anguillian artists, which really gave rise to the British dependency entity. And that in itself actually became what was supposed to be like a backing band actually became a band. And we figured out how to get out on the road. You know, we recorded albums, and then we hooked up with you know, people like uh, Victor Lewis and Alex Borsay and um, all the people who still support me stronger, people like Evan Berry, and figured out how to get this thing on the road. And and the mathematics of, of, of business for a band in the early stages are totally, um, I shouldn't say off, it's almost like any other business. You know, you have to invest in order to get the product to a certain point. But the fact of the matter is that Unlike brick and mortar, there isn't a lot of access to capital. You know, you're not going to walk into any bank and borrow $150,000 to invest in a band in the Caribbean or maybe anywhere in the world. Nobody's going to get that. So you have to find out how to um, finance this sort of venture without any of the traditional backing sources, you know. um, So we figured that out. And we figured out how to be able to get the plane tickets and book shows, but often cases for a startup band. You know, you're going to walk and you're going to walk into a venue and step on the stage and somebody is going to shout, give you um, 250 bucks to play. And um, you still got to do the flights and the hotel rooms and the meals. So you end up eating poorly and sleeping on floors because you're not going to be able to to get a hotel room for all four or five members. You know, so... Um, in most cases, you, you find the most affordable um, accommodations, which in most cases are cheap hotel rooms or cheap apartments with at best maybe two beds. So, yeah, some of us are going to end up sleeping on the floor. But um, it's not, um, I don't, it's not a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing for me. It was just a different experience by choice.
1: A big part of his mission is in creating avenues for bigger business. Using his influence, he works with the government on developing ways to further monetize the creative sector, pushing for empowering the creative industries by having Angola included in legislation led by the United Kingdom. Your work is around people and helping people. That's what you're passionate about. So one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that you are working closely with the government, with law and legislation to assist in changing how they look at arts and entertainment in Anguilla.
0: Government is always caught up with more immediate concerns and those immediate concerns have a lot more to do with tourism. It It is after all over bread and butter, you will find that they're more distracted by the problems or um, the successes of um, the tourism industry and arts and entertainment um, often has to take a back seat. And we really have been over the years trying to get them to understand that um, culture is a most significant factor. You know, um, as Mr. Berry would point out, Ivan Berry, my good friend, you know, everybody believes it's hotels and it's beaches, but it's really the people. You know, and um, it really is culture. So we need to understand that and understand the role of cultural industries and how best to utilize them to further our own goals and achieve more than we are achieving currently, you know, with, um, with the way that we do business. Anguilla well, up to this date is, um, is not really a party to any of the, the, the treaties or conventions that allow intellectual property and collections for intellectual property. To exist in the way that they do, let's say, even Barbados or Jamaica or Trinidad, or anyway way one of the First World Nations. And even though we are a British overseas territory, if we want to establish a performing rights organization in Angola um, to collect um, royalties, it's just um, not possible because we are not um, signed as parties to those conventions. We've been trying to get government to buy into that and become signatories or even have the UK extend um, those treaties to us so that we can um, have the same respect for arts and entertainment and intellectual property on a whole, as do other progressive um, nations in the world. So it's been, like I say, it's been a long haul.
1: What are some of the actions you've taken through music, using your influence, involvement, and network of people for the betterment of music in Anguilla and the arts? Just aiding the
0: industry in Anguilla, if you would, you know, Negotiating with government for laws that support intellectual property, import, importing instrumentation, um, negotiating with um, plants on the island like you know, venues, um, hotels and restaurants to pay fair and workable wages to musicians so that they can not only um, practice their craft but afford to make it their craft yeah and you know and growing adding um artists to the roster you know assisting in the production of carnival and um you know anything that has to do with the growth of the arts and entertainment 15 years ago uh, we started out by bringing in the Michael Carvin drum clinics to teach drummers because the drum is the foundation of music you know it is it is how genres are decided and we really wanted to level not only up the level not only of the amount of drummers on island, but the skill of the drummers so we started with that also uh, the importation of, of numerous different types of musical instruments, you know, throughout the years, up until this very last hip hop camp where we we're now looking at the, the youth of Anguilla and the predominant uh, genre, you know, that the youth are not only listening to, but influenced by and uh, what we call reculturing, you know, and trying to get them away from the uh, disrespect for women and the, the gun culture. And more into what is our business, you know, looking at our culture and what's um, affecting us on our island, and and let's talk about that, you know. So um, that is where we we left it, and we'll continue from there. But we've we've also gone out on the road with um, the likes of British Dependency and um, Open Avenues and Paths, you know, and uh, promoted the island. Uh, we now see Indiana Mustington. Uh, Uh, venture out into the wilder world, and she's competing on um, X Factor in the UK.
1: My name is Deanna. I'm 22 years of age, and I'm from the British Caribbean island of Anguilla. You've seen all the chairs before. I'm getting one of those chairs. It means everything to me and more. Okay, go for it. can't for your love don't even wanna try sometimes the truth won't make you happy so i'm not gonna lie but don't never question if my heart beats so
0: It's just the, the things that you can do to excite and inspire people, right? So it's kind of like big goals, big picture, huge spotlight, you know, and, um, and, and, and get people inspired that way. You know, so and also, you know, um, again, collaborating with Department of Youth and Culture, which is an arm um, of government um, on most of the projects that we do. You know, so it's it's been a lot. But, you know, I've been very, very um, happy with the strides we've made. You know, so um, we have not been successful as yet in terms of getting government to turn on the cultural industries. But uh, we've been very, very successful in raising the, the, the game of, of arts and entertainment in Anguilla, raising the stakes. You know, we've been very, very successful in, in seeing more Anguillians out on the road and touring um, and just more um top tier musical activity on the island you know the sort of music that you're going to hear um in the hotels you know uh, live bands creating their own work uh full bands creating their own work um even the growth of the dj sector so we're very very much alive and kicking when it comes to the creative arts we're, we're pushing that agenda don't consult with mice on matters of flight.
1: Coco says, Finding positive and helpful advice may seem so easy in a world of Google and YouTube. There are many self-proclaimed experts who will only tell you what you want to hear versus what you need to hear. You must work through the clutter. The best thing to do is to utilize your natural talents, whatever you're good at, while strengthening your areas of weakness. I strongly support mentorship and mentoring. However, being responsible with where you seek guidance, advice, and instruction is critical to your own personal growth. Devon's quote is all about learning that sometimes not all advice is good advice. Through his work in music and business on Anguilla with developing and driving the creative sector, he is an example of what it means to define your own inner power. Your power is in what you can create and how you use it to positively influence others.
0: Be careful who you talk to. And uh, if you're going to talk to somebody, talk to somebody who has traveled a road similar to the one that you are traveling on, or a journey that's similar to a journey that you're about to embark on. Hawks don't consult with mice on matters of flight. They're a myriad reasons why people would miss or malinform you all to their benefit so it's just good common sense you know if i want to be a fisherman it makes absolutely no sense me talking about fishing to a guy who is a barber and has never fished but i see people do that all the time and i see them take that advice and turn themselves into into failures
1: you can follow him on Instagram at British Dependency and follow britishdependency.com for more information.
0: Just Google it. Just Google British Dependency. It's the same thing with Dave Onkati. I don't maintain a website. If you wanna Google me, you know, you'll see what pops up. Some of it is good, some of it is bad, but that doesn't matter some of it is true some of it is not but that's the way the internet works so you know you pick sense or the nonsense
1: thank you for listening this series is brought to you by crprllc.com don't forget to subscribe follow and like new york to paradise on crprllc.com you can also listen to the show on podbean apple Podcasts, and soundcloud follow the hashtag New York to Paradise across social media if you are or know of an entrepreneur in your community who would be a great addition to the show or interested in collaborating with the show drop me a line at info at crprllc.com.